I'm Ashley. I'm Jen. And I'm Sarah. And we are Unabridged, the podcast where teachers take on books. Join us each week for bookish episodes and check out our website, unabridgedpod.com, where you can find lots of new bookish content every week. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at unabridgedpod and message us there or see our website to get plugged into the unabridged community. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hi, this is Jen, and I am here today with a teaching tidbit focused on building student websites. Before I get started, I just want to remind you that on our Teachers Pay Teachers store, you can find a lot of great resources for your classroom, including a lot of discussion guides of books that we've done either in Buddy Reads or as book club episodes. So be sure to check that out. All right. Well, I want to talk today about building websites. And I do want to say with websites, you do want to proceed with caution because you want to consider the age of the students that you have and your purpose for using websites. But building websites can be a great project for the classroom. They can be a great tool to help you accomplish multiple goals with your students. And I think it's just a really important skill for students to have. So I mean, the big question to start out with is why do it? So I do think just the very fact that they can use those skills to build a website is something they can apply to other projects that they can apply in their real lives. So I think, you know, thinking about the design elements, about how to put one together, working through choosing a URL, those are all really important skills. Building websites can allow your students to be really creative. So while you can have some parts of the website that you have a great deal of control over, you can also open up spaces within those websites to give students a great deal of creativity and control. It's also powerful for them to have an outward facing audience other than the teacher. So we all know that most of the assignments that students create for the classroom are viewed by the audience of the teacher. And while there are ways you can counter that in writing and in presentations, websites are meant for a wider audience. Now, again, here you want to consider the preferences of your students, the ages of your students. There are some website builders that give you a great deal of control and that you can maintain privacy with. And then there are others that are more public and that are going to be out there on the internet for a wider audience to see. So you wanna work through those logistics. If you have technology teachers within your division, they can help you think through some of that. Some website builders require students to be 13 and over. So some of that is just a terms of use issue, but you can find a wide range of website builders. The division I'm in offers Google Sites, and that gives you a little more privacy. Or you can look at something like Weebly, which is just a professional website builder that you can use to put students' websites on the internet. So one potential thing you could use websites for is to build a blog. This is something I've done a lot with my students. I may talk about this more later in more depth, but a blog can be a great way to allow your students to build fluency, to build their voice, to give them choice over their topics. I've had a lot of success with blogs with my students. Sometimes students wanna choose a theme and sometimes students just want to blog that day over 
you know, whatever the spirit moves them to post. So that can be a great use of a website. It can also be a nice space for a portfolio. So it can become a way for them to collect the work that they're most proud of over the course of the year. It can offer them a space for reflection. They can view their growth as they view their website. And that can be a really useful activity, but also a great resource for them after they leave your class. Again, I mentioned earlier that websites can give students space for design, and I think giving them a chance to think through graphic design and its impact on a reader is really powerful. So we do a lot of practice with writing and the way that is going to reach an audience, but thinking about visual elements, about the way to use different fonts, about color choice, about images, all of that can be built into your website assignment. You can also talk through the impact of organizations. So they have to think about what is their homepage going to be? What do they want at the top of the page? How much should a reader have to scroll to get to information? Where do you want to link to other sources to provide a depth of information? So those are all great choices for students to have to make and to work through. It can also prompt students to think about how they act as readers online. So by making them critical creators, critical thinkers as they're creating, they can become more critical readers and really think about the choices that website creators are making that sort of push them to navigate a website in one way or the other. And the more aware they can be of those choices that they're making as readers and the impact those have on them, the more they can become aware of the information that they are consuming online. I'll get into just a few logistics here. Again, I think this is something that we all as instructional technology resource teachers helped a lot with in the classroom. So if you have people in your division who can help, they can help work through the intricacies of your particular division. But some questions to ask, do you want to offer one platform that everyone uses and then you can really provide a lot of resources, a lot of support, you can walk them through creating their website on that platform and the different decisions they have to make. The other option is with older students or students who have more experience with technology, you could give them a list of website creators to choose from. And while you can still help them, you wouldn't have quite the expertise maybe to help them through all of those website choices. Another choice to consider is what email address students are going to use to create their websites. So I have seniors and I know that when they leave our division, they are going to lose access to their email addresses. And since I hope that the websites my students are creating are something that they'll want to continue beyond my classroom, you may not want to have them use a school email. You want to, may want to have them use a personal email. Now, again, you want to consider your division's policies. Be tread carefully here, but th that's another choice to consider. You know, you want to provide some basics as they are setting up their websites. One that I really like, a creator I really like is Weebly. And in that one, you can talk through the impact of different themes, what categories they may want to have for a blog, how are they going to set up their menu? What is the layout, the best layout? I encourage my students not to use their first and last names on their site. And you certainly want to caution them not to put 
important information on there. So don't put your birthday. Don't put your address, certainly. So talk through those basics. Hopefully students get that talk elsewhere, but this is a great opportunity to have that conversation about why not. And you can extend that to social media as well. When you have these conversations about websites, that has a lot of relevance to choices that they're making on social media about the information they're putting out there. All right, well, that is just a brief overview, but I really think this is one of the more powerful ongoing assignments that you can do. I really like having it established early in the year, having those websites established early in the year, and then you will probably find ways to use it that you didn't plan on at the beginning. But what I typically do is start with the website, I have students start a blog, and then we kind of go from there. If you have any questions, we would be happy to answer them. You can reach out to us at unabridgedpod at gmail.com or on social media. And again, I want to remind you about our teaching resources over on Teachers Pay Teachers. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UnabridgedPod or on the web at unabridgedpod.com for ways to support us. To get more involved, you can sign up for our newsletter, join a buddy read, or become an ambassador. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.